And welcome to the Imaginal Space Podcast. My name is Catherine Perry, and I'm so excited. I'm always excited to be sharing space with you. If you are new, welcome. And if you have listened before, welcome back. So I'm always experimenting with the podcast, always trying out new things. And I've really, really been enjoying doing the aura readings, the aura healings with you guys. And today we are going to shake things up just a little bit. Most of the podcasts up until this point have just been where we come together, we set an intention, and then we look at the aura of the present moment. Today, I actually wanted to go a little bit deeper in why it can be incredibly healing and important to even look at auras in the first place. So I did a very, very brief introduction to auras episode a couple of weeks ago. It's very clearly labeled Introduction to Auras, um, if you want to go take a look at it. This episode is going to be a little bit different in that that episode kind of explained the anatomy and the mechanics of the way in which I interpret auras. But this time, we are going to look at what studying auras can teach us. So I have six cards here. And without it getting too confusing, I kind of did an aura reading for what we can learn from auras. And it'll it'll make more sense as we go along. But still, I want to open the episode with just taking a couple of deep breaths. And if you want to set an intention, f- please feel free to go ahead. Because the beautiful thing about these auras is, and any aura reading, is that they have, they can... They're so powerful in that they can hold wisdom for any intention. So if you want to set a separate intention for yourself to learn something else during this podcast episode, go right ahead. Right now is the time. And let's take a couple of deep breaths. And then we are going to learn a little bit more about how auras can impact our lives. Okay, let's get started. So the first two cards we have here are the threshold and the self. So in terms of, I love these two cards just to start because the threshold is the card of, well, it's it's actually, it's a couple of things actually, especially in with respect to the self. So the threshold is the card, my favorite card of loving deeper than you possibly could have before. And I love that idea in combination with the self because, and the self is basically the, we all have infinite dimensions, infinite expressions of self. Um, That's what that card represents. So there's a couple of things going on here. When you think of auras and aura colors and everything that can show up in the aura, I read the aura in a multidimensional fashion. So I'm not only looking at 
the archetypes in the aura, but I'm also looking at the colors and the placements. You know, there's so much that can be going on in an aura at any given time. So there's a lot to look at. So the fun part about auras is they allow you to, if we're going to talk about the self specifically, they allow you to access different dimensions of self that you might not have been aware of before. And this is where the different, it's really, really fun to look at different languages of auras. So in my language, there are 11 colors. You know, as I'm learning about auras more, there's 11 colors, there are 78 archetypes, and then there are about six, I would say about five to six dimensions that I look at. Sometimes I look at like 12, and that's a lot. Uh, That's definitely a lot to look at. That's if I want like a really, really in-depth aura reading. The deeper I want to go, the more dimensions I'll look at. Some people just look at colors. Some people like to, there's like five colors in their language. Other people have eight or nine colors in their language. And that's like the beauty of it is that we can all, the aura is just the energetic field and we can all interpret the energy around us, the energy in our interactions in whatever way that we want to, you know, it's open season. So there's no right or wrong way to interpret the aura at any point. But the fun part about this is, you know, every single time you look at a different dimension of the aura, every single time, you know, you're looking at a different color, a different archetype, and then even going deeper in my practice, every single archetype has a light and a shadow expression, you know? So there's just so, and then there's just so much to explore. And then, you know, the placement of, you know, where is the color or where is, um, Where is the archetype and the aura? Those are all things that you can pay attention to. And what they do is they allow you to expand upon the archetype of self. So, for example, if I have um, uh, in my aura, usually there's a lot of orange and yellow. Uh, There's very rarely any red. So if I were to, for instance, I wanted to add more red Or if I wanted to add more archetypes that are associated with red, I could do that. And that would help me to, again, access different dimensions of myself that I just didn't know about before. And same with the archetypes. You know, if I wanted to call in a certain archetype and add more archetypes into my aura, those also allow me to access different dimensions of self that I'm not necessarily usually comfortable with. You know, if you have ever had a tarot deck or like any metaphysical tool or literally anything along those lines, or you've studied anything in like that kind of mystic area, you're developing a relationship with that language. And so there are going to be certain cards or in my practice, sorry, for me, there are certain cards that I feel more comfortable with just because They've come through in situations where I really needed that healing. And so I develop a just a deeper bond with them over time because different cards come through at different times depending on when you need them. So this is where the ritual of just expanding the self comes in. So if there are cards that I'm not too, too familiar with, you know, just in comparison with other cards, learning about auras, the thing about auras is, so if you were to just think about it in terms of um, in terms of the 78 archetypes, we all have 78, all of the 78 archetypes within us. 
you know, and certain ones may show up at certain times to guide us in certain ways. But that doesn't mean that you can't branch out and learn about other archetypes or add different archetypes into your aura. If you feel like you don't have a relationship with them, you can call some in, you can release some, you can call in a light aspect of an aura in order to kind of guide you with your intention of the day or a moon cycle, anything. There's so many different things, so many different explorations you can engage with within the aura. So the threshold and the self specifically points to, you know, as you're expanding your sense of self, you know, you're dipping into, you know, different archetypes or different colors that you don't necessarily experience on a day-to-day basis. Like I said earlier, um, I'm a very, like in my language, I'm a very, very orange person. So, and, you know, eventually I will release episodes that talk about the different aura colors, but um, that's all that you need to know for now. So for me, I'm always experiencing, you know, the light and shadow of orange and just the color orange. And there's a lot of yellow, sometimes green. Again, I never, I really don't see red. Um, I rarely ever, I don't, sometimes I don't really see blue either. So those would be cards or cards, colors that I could look at in order to like look into the different dimensions of myself that I'm not usually used to. And that goes really, really well with the threshold. What did I say about the threshold earlier? It's loving beyond, you know, what you're used to, you know, entering the next phase, entering the going beyond the threshold of what you're used to loving, you know? So if I'm saying, you know, I'm not really connected to red, adding more red to my aura, paying a little bit closer to red, um, that would be a good example of the threshold. You know, going, if I'm really, really comfortable with orange and yellow, red would be me getting outside of my comfort zone, essentially. So there's a lot there, you know, with the threshold and the self. There's also the self in just in terms of honoring those dimensions of self that you know are really, really natural to you. So if there are certain archetypes or colors, and the colors are really, they're kind of like archetypes themselves. If there are certain colors or archetypes that are really, really natural to you, and you know that you know you're just this way, and you know honoring that and embracing that, that's a part of the ritual of the self as well. So what I was talking about actually was seems more like a combination of the self the mask and the threshold. So the mask is a really, really good example of what I was talking about just a second ago. So the mask in an archetypal sense, you would think that the mask, just because in a lot of third dimensional stories, masks are used to conceal your identity. The mask is kind of the opposite, you know, within the language that I've developed with this deck. The mask is more focused on revealing exactly who you are. So imagine it this way. Imagine instead of putting on a mask in order to conceal who you really are or to suppress something, the mask taking it, now think of taking it off. So taking off the mask reveals. It reveals, you know, who we really are. It reveals, you know, what we might've been hiding. It reveals what it is that we might've been suppressing. So I really like that in terms of you know, what we can learn about auras, you know, because in terms of the mask and the self and those two cards in the deck go really well together. 
I mean, they all kind of do in some sense, but these two are uh, very, very connected. Just in terms of you can take off new masks and you can put on new ones and you can do whatever you want. You know, the mask is also a heavy card of self-expression, playing around with different expressions and just having fun. You know, and that's also in part what auras allows us to do, you know? So if I am, like I said, just keeping it simple, I'm very much an orange person. So adding in violet would could be a lot of fun or adding in some blue, again, adding in some red. Those are all, that's the energy of the mask is just having fun and playing around. And also now what's coming through about the mask is allowing those colors to, again, enhance your self-expression. So if I wanted to add in more red, and that's not necessarily natural to who I am, adding in more red could bring out a different expression of orange that I'm just not necessarily used to. You know, the colors, again, like I said earlier, the colors play off of one another, the placements play off of one another, and the way that the archetypes within the aura and their light and shadow expressions, those all play off of one another. You know, so no two auras, I think I've said this before, but even if, let's just say one aura, if I did one aura reading and it only included five dimensions, so that's about six cards. Don't don't worry about the math. Um, it, it's something you kind of have to see to like understand. But yeah, let's just say there's like six cards and six specific archetypes came through and they're in specific places. If I did another aura reading and those six, it, the same six cards came through, but in different places, it would be a completely different aura just because the cards are interacting in a different way. You know, there's a lot that you, there's a lot that goes into aura readings that you need to pay attention to. And that's why they're a lot of fun because even if you have, you know, 78 cards, you know, 11 different colors, the ways in which the colors and the cards and, you know, where they are, are interacting, that brings out new information each and every time. And then to add another layer onto that, your intention adds on a different layer to it as well. So, you know, I'm talking, today's a little bit different. I'm speaking specifically to my intention. This is still an aura reading. I'm just telling you what my intention is. So usually in aura healings in the past, I've just, I've set my own intention, you know, during that moment of silence, you've set your own intention and then the wisdom comes through and then the wisdom guides you in a specific way and it guides me in a different way. And the cards are powerful enough to hold space for everybody's different intentions, you know, which is really, really cool. So, and this, yeah, like I said, this episode is just a little bit different because I'm telling you what the intention is so I can kind of showcase all of the many, not all of the different ways, because there would be so, so many, but many of the different ways in which auras can be used in order to support us in our lives. So right now we have, so the threshold and the mask is also a really nice combination to look at because again, the mask is not necessarily, the mask is not necessarily about hiding yourself. It's about a deeper self-expression, which is why, again, the self and the mask, all about self-expression. But the threshold and the mask specifically, again, it's just about loving yourself deeper. And that's that's kind of, and then we're going to get to how that kind of dips um, into the collective a bit. 
But that's why I love all of these languages, you know? That's why I love even, just even beyond auras, you know, tarot, numerology, astrology, human design. They just give you permission to, you know, appreciate exactly who you are. You know, that's why we love them. There are so many people that love like human design because, you know, with respect to the self, they just feel like they can be themselves. You know, they feel like they have permission to be themselves. And that's incredibly powerful. You know, that's what you're looking for in any language is that liberation and that freedom to be exactly who you are, you know? So, and then you can, you have the opportunity. I, and then within auras specifically, that there is no limit to how many thresholds that you can cross in terms of, you know, loving yourself deeper and appreciating who you are on a deeper level. Because like I said earlier, you know, I might be a very orange person, but I'm sure, and I've seen it before where green or blue or pink, you know, all of those different colors, they bring out a different expression of orange that I didn't even know was there, you know, and that helps me to appreciate myself on another level. All right. And then we have, so we have three more cards to look at here. The first one I'm going to look at is the orphan because that one just seems to be jumping out a lot. So the orphan is the card of, it's, it's the card of just deep love, compassion, and acceptance. So if you've ever heard of the narrative of like the wounded child, that's the orphan card as an archetype. So we all have the orphan. We all have the wounded child within us. And so what I love so deeply about the orphan is that it calls us to pay attention to our inner wounded child. And then, you know, the more and more we do that, I've said this before about many in many different ways, but the more we can understand our inner orphan and understand the ways in which, you know, we've been wounded in the past and, you know, how to interact, you know, with that form of our inner child, we can appreciate so much more and just kind of understand, you know, appreciate and understand the orphan archetype within other people. So we might not know the specifics, you know, we know how it is that we have been wounded in the past. You know, we know those specific details with respect to our third dimensional stories, but we might not necessarily know, you know, how that applies to a specific person, you know, in their life. You know, we just don't know, you know, everybody like that. But what we do know and the orphan is a great example of this. And it's actually uh, ties into the other three cards really well here. Um, the orphan is a really, really good example of just it, the more time you spend with this archetype, it just meant, makes you more loving, you know, accepting and compassionate, you know. So the orphan is the card where if you just spend enough time with it and you understand it within yourself, you just understand it within other people as well. So when you interact with other people, and you can tell, you know, that they are coming from a place like they're speaking. You know, when people say like, oh, you know, they are acting from their inner child or their inner child is like making their decisions. It's kind of the same thing with the orphan. You know, the more you pay attention to it within yourself and you can tell, you know, I'm not really being myself. I'm just acting, you know, from my inner wounded child. You can tell when other people are doing that, too. And so you can give them, you know, that space and that grace and just you just have that mutual understanding and it just like makes you more compassionate, empathic, loving and accepting. And so that energy of 
you know, understanding how certain parts of the aura, certain, you know, either colors or archetypes within the aura manifest within yourself, it's the same thing, you know, for other people. You know, auras for me, I've said this again, like, I think it's so much fun to be like, oh, I'm this color or, you know, like these archetypes are within this aspect of my aura or blah, 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 blah. You know, at the end of the day, though, the goal for me is not just to label personality. You know, there's plenty of people that do that. And, you know, as I've talked about on previous episodes, if something's already been done, then you're meant to create something new, you know? So there's already so many places that will tell you, like, you're a red, you know, that's what this means, or you're a Gemini, so that's what that means, or you're a manifesting generator, you know, or you're like a number nine, you know? There are already so many practices that do that. The goal with mine is just to build a more loving, accepting, you know, world. And so the orphan and the self, those two combinations together, especially with the threshold, you know, again, learning how we can love ourselves and loving one another deeper through the aura. You know, that seems to be that seems to be the main message of this entire aura and the main reason why we take a look at auras in the first place. Again, it allows you to love yourself on a deeper level. And in this, within those three cards, there's three. So it seems that this, oh, that's interesting. Sometimes I pay attention to the way that the aura seems to be moving. And sometimes I'm like, it it just depends on, you know, what pops out. Um, But this is moving in a very interesting way. So the threshold to the orphan, to the self, that's speaking to you know, learning to love deeper, learning to love the orphan in you deeper allows you to learn to love yourself deeper. And then there's kind of the other way around where learning to love and appreciate yourself deeper also allows you to love the orphan and also those two interacting together, not to like make it too confusing. Basically what it allows you to do is the more you can love yourself deeper, the more you can love others deeper and vice versa, especially when it comes to specific dimensions of the self. So the orphan in a weird way is kind of all of these cards can be read as dimensions of the self, but especially I think a card like the orphan, that's like really, really easy to see, you know? So the orphan and the self, the self, also is a card that calls you to reclaim different aspects of the self. So that's really easily seen with, okay, reclaiming, you know, my wounded child or reclaiming my shadow. The shadow is actually one of the cards in this aura. Um, We're going to get to that in a minute. Um, But yeah, I love the threshold as kind of like the, um, the anchor card of this aura, Because all of these cards in one way or another point to loving yourself deeper and loving other people deeper. And that is the point of auras in general. You know, again, it's not just like, oh, I'm this or I'm that or that person's this. So like I and like do these colors like go together in terms of like dating? Like I just like all that stuff. I'm like, "Mm, that's really fun. But that's kind of not the point, you know. So all of these cards really point to that. So 
I did say there was the shadow here. All right, so the shadow is in the collective part of this aura here. And I really loved, when I saw this, I was like, yes, okay, great. Um, we're on the same page here. So the, what, okay, so in terms of, you know, how these things, how the energy seems to be flowing here, again, the aura is really, really powerful in terms of, you know, the more you learn about the different colors and the different archetypes with respect to yourself, and you, the more you learn to integrate them within yourself, so we're talking a lot about the self here, the more you learn to integrate them or, you know, again, the mask, it calls you to be, you know, really, really playful with the mask is a really fun and playful card, by the way. You know, again, it's a card of trying on different expressions, you know, trying certain things out, um, calling in and calling out different expressions. It's a really, really fun card. And what that also allows you to do, just a quick aside about the mask, is just to be more comfortable you know, and the more of like a lighthearted, playful approach you can have, you know, with anything, but um, within the context of auras, the more that you can learn. So the more it is that you're just able to like, let's say you wanted to call in the orphan and learn about your inner orphan, you can do that, you know, and just like have fun with it and be playful with it. But the more open you are to doing that, the more dimensions you get to know of the self and then the more you appreciate them within yourself, the more you can appreciate them within, a, within other people. And it's the same with the shadow. So the every single color, every single archetype, and the colors are archetypes. So every single archetype within the aura has a light and a shadow. And I like that the shadow card came through here because like I said, they all have a light and a shadow. Even the shadow archetype has a light and a shadow expression. So this card coming through suggests that it allow, what auras allow you to do is embrace your personal shadow and then also the collective shadows. And there is a dynamic there where, again, much like the orphan, the more it is that you can love and embrace the shadow, the, both the light and shadow aspects, of every single archetype that can, you know, show up in the aura, the more you can do that for the collective. So let's just say that, you know, we're looking at, um, we're looking at like the color green or something like that. And you're a green person. You understand the light and the shadow very, very well. Now, every single time that you see someone who is, oh, I'm going to talk about that next. Okay. Yeah. So and now every single time that you meet someone that might also have like a like green is one of their core colors you can appreciate the light and the shadow aspects within them and you can understand that you know you're made of both that's the light expression of the shadow card that's coming through right now which is to say that it's really really important to understand that the light and the shadow light and shadow expressions are neither here nor there they're neither you know, good or bad, they just give you information, you know, and we all back to the self, we all contain all of the colors, we all contain all of the archetypes, and their light and shadow expressions, you know, so they're all they're all just inner information, they all they're it's just intelligence, it's just information. Um, What I was gonna say, oh, did it leave me? Oh, no. I, I was like, I'm going to get to that later. And then I think it just left. All right. Well, if it's meant to come back, sometimes I talk too much and then I talk over and I'm like, not, 
not listening when I get way too excited. Never mind. I got it. I it actually I just had to like pause for a second. I was like, oh no. All right. Um, but in terms of for some reason, this just jumped out at me when I was looking at the collective aura in this aura reading. So another beautiful practice, another beautiful part of learning about auras is Again, there's so much focus on the self and the self is, it's a huge, huge, huge part of this spread. You know, the archetype literally showed up. However, the beautiful thing about the self in terms of, you know, where I'm going with this is, you know, the more you learn about yourself and the different colors and the different archetypes in general, the more that you are learning about the collective. And I think there, there's something really, really beautiful in choosing to learn a full language to its entirety so that way you can understand every single, you know, person, every single part of this universal family. So this, the last card in this aura reading is the self and the one. So a more tangible example, you know, again, I'm like, I'm very, very orange. However, I don't just look at orange all day. I don't only look at the color orange because my family members, my friends, they're not they're not all going to be the color orange or you know the threshold, the threshold within um like just an archetypal example. That's a really key archetype of mine. So we're like the healer and the prayer. I'm not just going to you know only look at those three archetypes because they per- pertain to me. You know, so that's the one in the within this um within this aura you know that's the one and the self is you know studying the self but and then the mask actually goes in really well here too um it's studying the self deeper in order to learn more about the universal family at large you know because sometimes what'll happen within you know learning these different languages you know again they're a lot of fun we're learning a lot about ourselves and that's a very very beautiful thing but then we forget that it's equally important or that they can also be used in order to just learn more about life in general you know so that's the beauty of having your own language you know that it is that you study or that you create you know not just to have yourself in mind but also just to have the collective in mind too, you know? So with respect to the self and the mask, what I was going to say was that, you know, we have, and that's the beautiful thing about auras, that's a little bit different. We all have seven, all of the archetypes possible, you know, within us. So the more we study about ourselves, the more we actually do, you know, learn about our universal family. We just need to keep that intention in mind. So again, the mask, is expanding upon the self. So if I wanted to call in different colors, call in different archetypes, you know, it wouldn't necessarily just be to learn more about myself, but also in turn, learn more about the collective. You know, the one is the card of non-duality, you know? So it's not necessarily, it's not really an extra step. It's a perspective shift, you know? So when I say I'm going to learn more about blue today or I'm going to learn more about the orphan today, it's not just for me. It's so that I can understand blue and I can understand the orphan in everyone else too, you know? So 
that's a beautiful part of the aura is that it, what it really calls you to do is to take yourself out of the center of the equation. You know, there are times where we need to focus on, you know, the self. And this is where um, the anatomy of the aura comes out more um, just in terms of these cards. So there's the personal, the shared and the collective parts of the aura. I covered this a little bit in intro to auras, but it seems to be coming through here too. When you look at the aura, you are, you know, you learn to learn more about yourself. You're also learning more about, you know, how you share space and you're also learning about the collective. You're paying attention to all of these dimensions whenever you're looking at an aura. So that that's a really, really important practice, you know, paying attention to the different archetypes, the different colors, paying attention to where they land, you know, within the aura, whether it's the personal, the shared or the collective um, aspect. That's a really, really important practice to get used to. And that's what I love about personally, the way that I interpret auras is that it's not just focused on yourself. I don't, I'm not saying that like, you know, there, there is no, and this just circles back to everything that I was saying earlier. There is no right or wrong way. There is no right or wrong way to interpret the aura, to interpret anything. You know, you can have so much fun. You can be so creative, so playful. And that's, that's what's needed, you know, to bring in new dimensions of information and to learn to interpret and look at things in different ways. Um, but that's just that's a very, very important part of this is to realize that, you know, the aura within the aura, it's a, it's a very, very important mirror. You know, it shows, you know, what it is that you need to learn about yourself, how that is reflected in whomever you're sharing space with and then how that is reflected within the collective. You know, so every time you do an aura reading, you're learning something about yourself. You're learning about something, you know, with respect to relationship and, you know, whomever, whatever you're sharing space with and you're learning more about the collective. And that's very, very important. So that's why the one is here, you know, to show us that it's very, very important to pay attention to the entire universal family, not just ourselves. So I think it's worth noting that. Um, so let's walk through that. The within the personal part of the aura and all of the by the way, all of the cards within the entire aura, they all interact with one another. But again, paying attention to placement can be very powerful. So within the personal part of the aura is the threshold and the self. So what's that? what that's saying about looking at auras and studying auras in general is that it's going to teach you, you know, more about the full spectrum, you know, your full power and capacity and potential as a multidimensional quantum being, that's the self, and then loving deeper. It's going to make you a more loving more and like more willing to go beyond the threshold of what you know, you know, in terms of yourself. Um, yeah, that, oh, I, I kind of just glossed over that. But yeah, that's exactly what this does. You know, I, I keep using the threshold to talk about, you know, just loving and appreciating in a deeper way. But the threshold in the self, in terms of auras, you know, that's just saying that auras allow you to learn about yourself and learn about your multidimensional quantum nature in ways that you're not used to. And the threshold, it's not, there are so many things that you can do with the threshold. The threshold is a big, it, it's not an initiation card, 
but it, it speaks to the story of initiation. So the threshold is the card where, you know, you have, let's just say, um, all right, let's just say within this example, you have 11 dimensions of self. And let's just, and so the threshold is like the process of awakening new dimensions. So you're actually, you're like a multidimensional, infinite dimensional being, but just for the context of this example, that's like, this is like an easy way to explain it. But let's just say, you know, you've gotten to know two dimensions of the self. Again, just like, just an example. Um, but what the threshold allows you to do is it allows you to dip into more dimensions. So you thought you were this like two-dimensional being, whatever, and you only know these two dimensions, the threshold allows you to go deeper and just keep deeper and keep going, keep going. So if you thought you were a two-dimensional being, you know, the threshold is the process of realizing you actually have three dimensions and then four dimensions and then five, six, seven, all the way to 11. But in reality, there are infinite dimensions to explore. So the threshold also, the mask and the threshold have that, have like a very similar meaning there in just expanding upon the self and I say the self is infinite dimensional because you're never done. There is no limit to which you can expand the self. Even, like I said earlier, even if, you know, you looked at all 78 archetype cards, all 11 colors, different cards play off of one another in different ways. You know, different cards in different positions, you know, and then the light and the shadow aspects and the different, all the different possible combinations and also with the combined with like the different intentions and then it's infinite. Okay, I promise you that, you know, there there is no end to that. So that's the personal part of the aura. And then the shared part, you know, how we share space. Again, the mask in terms of, you know, bringing in new expressions, you know, calling in, releasing, that's a very co-creative process, you know. So inviting in different archetypes, inviting in different colors, saying, I want to try on this color today. I want to bring in this archetype today. I want to release this one today, you know, and really that's the, the mask is speaking to an active relationship with bringing things into the aura and then releasing, which is really, really cool. And so what that does is that allows you and invites you to just acknowledge, you know, how it is that you're sharing space and how you are interacting with the space around you and how you're interacting with, you know, your own aura and the auras around you. That's really, really cool. And then again, this orphan is in the shared aura, you know, so the orphan calls you to, yes, understand your inner orphan, but also, again, just be, when we're talking about sharing space with other people, being more compassionate, being more accepting, being more loving is really, really important, you know, and this, you know, learning more, again, the orphan and the self, learning more about yourself, learning more about how the colors appear and how they manifest and how they express. That's like a really beautiful way of becoming more loving, accepting, and compassionate with respect to the orphan. And then in the collective part of the aura, we have the one and the shadow, so again, the one that's the universal family card that is collective consciousness, that is non-duality. That's, you know, understanding that we are in separate from one another. And the more the more you can understand that you know, 
we, again, we all contain the entire spectrum of all of the archetypes within ourselves back to the self a little bit. And so does somebody else. We're really not that different. You know, it's just, again, the aura is just the energetic field and you can translate energy into any language that you want to that. And for me, what's most important is, you know, not like the least important thing to me is like, oh, is my language like correct or is it like predictive or is it like right or wrong? Like who cares? You know, what this speaks to is that whatever language in general, no matter what language that you're learning about, if that promotes you, you know, coming closer to understanding that you are not separate from the other life forms that are in existence, that's the entire point of language, you know? So for me, the entire point of looking at auras and, you know, seeing what we can do with them, that's for me to learn just to deepen my study and to deepen my understanding of non-duality. And so that's within the collective, perfect placement. And then within, let's look at the shadow. So the shadow is in combination with the one. So as important as it is, what's interesting about this in combination with the one and in the collective part of the aura is that it's to understand that we are not separate from the collective shadow. And I think that's really, really important right now because there's a lot of, a lot of shadowy stuff you know, happening right now. And so what this card invites us to understand is that, you know, it's, e- I, I think a lot of people, the people around me right now, you know, and because, you know what, it's, it's a very, very tough time, you know, especially if you live in America, um, a very tumultuous, unprecedented time. Um, there's a lot going on right now. Um, but there are people out there that truly believe that they are, sele- you know, oh, I was like selective. Um, separate from the collective shadow. And that's not true. You know, the collective is all of us, you know, we all take part in the collective shadow in some way. And so auras and taking a look at the aura and just taking a personal look at, you know, where am I, you know, expressing light, where am I expressing the shadow that allows you to understand your part within the collective shadow in general, because no one is exempt, you know, that's kind of the, you know, the opposite of understanding that we are a collective universal family. We are all one family and there's no, like, if you have a family, you know, and if you're listening to this, you've probably had a family at some point just because you had to come from somewhere. You don't just get to kind of, not really, like, you know, like pick and choose, like, oh, I'm not a part of this family anymore, but uh, you understand what I mean. You know, there are, there are ways you could not be, but you, you get what, you get my gist. So, in general, though, there is no saying I'm not a part of this collective. I'm not a part of XYZ. You're human. You're here. You're a part of the collective. So the collective shadow is your shadow as well. And so this would be more something to pay attention to, you know, as you know, we study auras deeper, but paying attention to how we connect and how we contribute to the collective shadow is really, really important. You know, the shadow, the fact that the shadow is not within the personal aura speaks volumes, you know, because it's not saying, you know, let's use auras to, you know, take a deeper look at your shadows, you know, you know, we know to do that already. Um, That's fairly obvious that we can use auras to look at our, you know, our personal light and shadow expressions. I love that the shadow turned up in the collective part of the aura to say that the aura can be really, really useful in just acknowledging 
and understanding the collective shadow deeper. And that ties into the threshold and the one really well, again, by realizing we are in separate as a universal family, and then just learning to love our universal family on a deeper level. So that was like a quickie today. Um, All of, again, the self, the mask, the orphan, the one, and the shadow all really, really support the threshold where the goal is to, you know, learn deeper and love deeper. That's the entire point of knowing auras. And as I said earlier, a really powerful practice with auras would be, you know, and this wouldn't be for everybody. This would probably be, you know, more for me because it is my language. And we're not like I own like the intellectual property or anything. You know, we all have teachers. We all learn from people. Um, But in terms of just what I'm interested in, you know, I'm interested in learning this. So that would be, you know, a call to action for me. Um, But learning about the all of the aspects of the aura and not again, not just paying attention to what's pertinent to me, but looking at, you know, every single aspect, every single corner, every single shadow, every single thing that I can really look at in order to understand myself and other people deeper. That's the threshold. So again, the threshold and the self, loving yourself deeper, the threshold and the orphan, you know, loving and being more compassionate and expanding that sense of love and compassion. That's really important. You know, the the threshold is like a big, it's like an amplifier card, you know? So any card that we're looking at here, the threshold amplifies and deepens that energy. So amplifies and deepens understanding the self amplifies and deepens, you know, love, acceptance, and compassion with the orphan, amplifies and deepens, you know, exploration, self-expression. And then, yeah, again, with the mask, I feel like I just glossed over this a little bit. You know, the aura can allow us, you know, again, to take deeper looks at, you know, what might have previously been suppressed or what we might not have even known was there, you know, and then loving those aspects in a deeper way. That's powerful, too. The threshold and the one, loving and accepting and just taking part in understanding, you know, our collective consciousness, you know, doing that in a deeper way. That's the one. And then the threshold and the shadow, loving and understanding and learning about our collective shadows in a deeper way. So that about wraps it up for auras and, you know, the reasons why we can look at them and the reasons why it's beautiful to, you know, understand them deeper, not just to do, um, what was I going to say? My brain just like, I don't know, did something funny. Um, but that actually speaks to what I was just thinking about this morning. You know, like I said earlier in the podcast episode, I've been doing a lot of aura healings and a lot of aura readings, which have been beautiful and I've really, really enjoyed them. But what I want to do is release more episodes on just learning about the aura in this context in general, you know, which I think would be really fun, really fascinating, really interesting. And I will look deeper into, you know, how it is exactly that I want to do that. But there is a little bit of like you learn a lot about the cards and how they interact with one another. And the aura healing, it's a very specific kind of medicine, you know, and it's very applicable. But I think there's a lot of power, again, in just presenting information. And then, you know, you can do with it whatever you want, but presenting information in such a way where, you know, you can understand yourself and, you know, other people 
you know, the, it, you know what it is? Okay. It's kind of like, I was like, there, there's definitely a better way to explain this. Um, aura healings, they are personal and impersonal in that, you know, anybody can take any information from any aura healing and do whatever they want, just depending on their intention. But it does seem to have like a little bit more of a personal twist. Whereas just learning about like, let's focus on like red one day or let's focus on the orphan another day, you know, that it's a little bit more general. You know, that's what I meant to say. You know, with the aura healings, it's a little bit more of a specific, you know, twist. And then, you know, I'm, I want to do something that's a little bit more general so that way you can, you know, draw your own conclusions and do whatever you want with it. So I'm playing around with that right now. But for now, that about wraps it up. So we're going to leave the same way we came in. And I am sure there will be plenty more. This is not, you know, I did the introduction to auras and now I have this and there will be more on auras to come. I'm, you know, fairly certain, you know, but podcasts change all the time. So, yeah, you never know. All right. A couple deep breaths and then we are out. So always taking the time to say thank you to all of the guides, ancestors, you know, just you for showing up, everybody, you know, everyone, everything for just supporting us in our exploration today. Always great to say thank you. Um, All right. So that is it for this episode. And if you could rate, review, subscribe, that would be amazing. That would be incredibly helpful. And otherwise, I will talk to you soon.